Hello, we're about to read Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3, but I want to talk, make a few comments first. The last two days, Hannah has been doing the Bible reading for us. It's been great to have Hannah be a part of it. Now, you might have noticed that Hannah was talking to us about Hannah. <laughs> yeah, well, we did that on purpose. And um, over the rest of the Bible in the next couple of years, there's a few other people that might make an appearance as well. And it's so well, I'm so glad that Hannah was able to do that for us yesterday. And uh, she's a fine young lady, and uh, we want to see the best of the Lord for her. And, um, but I'm going to give you a very quick introduction to Samuel, the whole book, before we read chapter 3 today. The book of Samuel is one book. Now, in our English Bible, it's two books. It's 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, and that goes right back to um, around about 150-ish BC when the Hebrew Bible was translated into Greek. And there were, you know, 70 Jewish people, 70 Jewish experts who translated the Bible into Greek. That was called the Septuagint. And at that time, they split it into two books, 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. That's interesting. So what we're reading as two books in our Bible is actually originally one book. And you know, sometimes we say the Bible had 66 books. Well, it only has 66 books the way we are used to seeing it. There's all different other configurations. And so here we're finding out that Samuel is really originally one book. Now, who wrote the book of Samuel is an interesting question because it's, especially in the first half, it's all about Samuel. Samuel's the main character. Now, when I say the first half, I'm meaning 1 Samuel. Because remember, the whole book of Samuel is broken into two. Samuel's not in the second half. He's not in 2 Samuel. He's only in 1 Samuel. By the time you get to 2 Samuel, he's dead. And so, traditionally, this book is written by three people. Samuel writes the first book all the way up to verse chapter 24, and the rest of it, the rest of 1 Samuel, from verses 20, chapter 25 through to about 31, and then all of 2 Samuel is written by the prophet Nathan and by the prophet Gad. That's what Jewish history tells us and Jewish oral tradition tells us. Now, of course, there's always people that, you know, question it and they want to come up with other theories, like they say it's written at the time of King Josiah by people who didn't even live there at this time. It's not true. It's written by eyewitnesses, and there's so much eyewitness detail in it that it had to have been written by people who were alive at the time or shortly after. But in 1 Chronicles 29 verse 29, it's talking about these things. And um, the, the book of Chronicles and the book of Samuel, there's some overlap in these two books. And this is what 1 Chronicles 29 29 says. It says, The acts of King David from first to last are they not written in the chronicles of Samuel the seer, in the chronicles of Nathan the prophet, and in the chronicles of Gad the seer? So, according to the book of Chronicles, Samuel, Nathan, and Gad, these three prophets, they all wrote chronicles about events that happened in the time of David, in the time of Saul, and of course, the life of Samuel. He was alive and wrote his own things down. So, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that Samuel and Nathan and Gad wrote this book of Samuel. Of course, at about chapter 24, that's where Samuel dies, he can't possibly have been writing about all the things that happened after his death. He wasn't alive for them. But that's where Nathan and Gad take up the pen. So, 
I want you to, to think to yourself, if we are calling the first, the book of 1 Samuel, you know, if Samuel's split into two, 1 Samuel is kind of written by Samuel, but a bit of it isn't, but 2 Samuel is not written by Samuel at all. It's written by Nathan and Gad. So technically it's not 2 Samuel. It's, I guess it's, 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 um, it's not the second book of Samuel. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So if, you, if, we, if they were written as separate books back then, it could have been the first one would be the book of Samuel and the second one would be the book of Nathan and Gad. So anyway, that's a bit of background to the story. I know Hannah didn't give you any of that. But as we go reading now, we're going to be reading what Samuel has written all the way up to chapter 24. And then after that, we're going to be reading what Nathan and Gad, the prophets, had to read. So let's read chapter 3. The child Samuel ministered to Yahweh before Eli. Yahweh's word was rare in those days. There were not many visions then. At that time, when Eli was laid down in his place, now his eyes had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, and God's lamp hadn't gone out yet, and Samuel had laid down in Yahweh's temple where God's ark was, Yahweh called Samuel. He said, Here I am. He ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call. Lie down again. He went and lay down. Yahweh called yet again, Samuel. Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I didn't call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel didn't yet know Yahweh, neither was Yahweh's word yet revealed to him. Yahweh called Samuel again the third time. He arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Eli perceived that Yahweh had called the child. Therefore, therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down. It shall be, if he calls you, that you shall say, Speak, Yahweh, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Yahweh came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Yahweh said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel which both the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house, from the beginning even to the end. For I have told him that I will be judge in this house forever. Sorry, for I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knew, because his sons brought a curse on themselves and he didn't restrain them. Therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be removed with sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay until the morning and opened the door of Yahweh's house. Samuel was afraid to show Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He said, Here I am. He said, What is the thing that he has spoken to you? Don't hide it from me. God do so to you, and more also if you hide anything from me of all the things that he spoke to you. Samuel told him every bit and hid nothing from him. He said, It is Yahweh. Let him do what seems good to him. Samuel grew, and Yahweh was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. All Israel from Dan even to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of Yahweh. Yahweh appeared again in Shiloh, 
for Yahweh revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by Yahweh's word. All right. This um, is the story of how Samuel came to hear the Lord calling. And it said in the beginning that Samuel was ministering in the tabernacle. So he's learning to be a priest. Some people wondered, how can a non-Levite be a priest? Well, he actually might have been a Levite. And a lot of people think he was. A lot of people think that even though he came from Ephraim, and this is something Hannah did mention, that he was actually a Levite. And you'll remember that the Levites were actually spread around all over the place. They weren't all just living in one spot. So you could have a Levite who was an Ephraimite. Um, but you couldn't have an Ephraimite who was a Levite, if that makes sense. So um, he's learning to be a priest and he's worshiping, he's working in the tabernacle. And um, so this is the story of how he hears the voice of the Lord. And it says that the word of the Lord or word of the Lord was rare in those days. That was the version that we just read. But some versions like the King James and the Jubilee version and other versions, they say that the word of God was precious in those days. Now that's the proper translation. If you read it in Hebrew, which I cannot do, but commentators have said that the proper translation is precious, then it's the same meaning, but it's got more meaning. It was, it was precious because it was rare. You know, if you don't have much of something, um, you imagine if gold was everywhere, well, gold wouldn't be all that special. You know, we've got like rocks. Rocks are all over the ground. No one cares about rocks because there's lots of them. But when something's rare, it, you know, becomes precious. So when it says that the word of the Lord was precious, it means there weren't that many of them. <laughs> so it's correct to say it's rare, but precious just adds a bit more meaning. And that really should be an attitude of ours towards the word of the Lord. It should be precious, even if it's not as rare today as it was back then. So Samuel hears the Lord calling Samuel. He thinks it's Eli. He goes, Eli says, go lay down. Eventually he realizes that it's the Lord. And then something interesting happens. The Lord calls him twice. All the other times the Lord just calls him Samuel. But, the, but after, he, after Eli twigs that it's the Lord, the Lord calls him twice. Samuel, Samuel. And interestingly, that only happens, I think, three other times in the whole entire Bible. Where the Lord says to Moses, Moses, Abraham, Abraham, and Jacob, Jacob. And so this double calling of a name, that only happens to these three other people. And Samuel seems to be really, really, well, sorry, in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, you've got Saul, Saul. So it's like when God's really wanting to get someone's attention because there's something really important happening. And Samuel is clearly a very important person. And from this time on, he knows the Lord's voice. And, um, you know, you imagine you're in the shops and you're in a crowd and there's voices, especially if you're in Asia and it's the markets and there's lots of noise and you hear um, people talking. Well, if you know a certain person's voice, you can recognize it. And once you know what the Lord's voice is like, we're not talking audibly here. And a lot of the time when we read this chapter, Samuel 3, we think the Lord spoke audibly but doesn't say he spoke audibly. He probably did. But the Lord most of the time doesn't speak audibly. He speaks in your thoughts. But sometimes 
It's, it feels like it's audible, but it wasn't. The Lord can speak in all different types of ways. He's not, um, his hands are not tied when it comes to making himself heard. Like if he wants to be heard, he can be heard. And um, so once Samuel recognizes the Lord's voice, he gets many words. He's very good at, at getting you know, directions from the Lord because he's learned to hear his voice. And this is something that we should all do. We should all be people that seek to minister before the Lord, because remember that's what Samuel was doing as a boy. He gave his life to minister before the Lord. So we too should seek to seek to minister to the Lord. We do that as worshippers. We do that as people who are keen to be involved and people who seek his voice. And as we seek his voice and we're hungry for him, he will speak. And he'll know how to make himself heard and we will come to recognize the voice of the Lord. So that's something that we should all do. Now this phrase that he's taught by Eli, Eli tells him to say to the Lord, speak for your servant hears, that was this translation. Other translations, speak for your servant is listening. That's a great phrase. And we often have here at Peace these times of listening prayer where we sit in silence and we wait on the Lord. And quite often I've said this to the Lord. I've said, Lord, speak for your servant is listening. I'm here, Lord. If you want to speak, I'm available for you. And um, so this is something that you ought to put into practice in your life. Samuel is a great example of what we should be as Christians, people who, who are willing to minister before the Lord and people who listen for his voice. And um, so I want to mention here, just in closing this chapter off, that from the time of Moses until now, there hasn't really been a prophet. There have been people who've, who've gotten a few words from the Lord, but this is really the first major prophet that's come along since Moses. And uh, so Samuel, Samuel is really the first of the prophets because even though Moses was a prophet, there's now going to be this whole succession of prophets and he's the first one. And, um, but Samuel is also the last of the judges. So we've just been through the book of Judges um, last week. There's 12 of them, and, um, but we're gonna find out that Samuel is kind of like the last of the judges too. He's not mentioned in the book of Judges, even though he wrote the book of Judges, but Samuel is kind of like the last of that type and the first of the prophets. He's kind of like a pivotal figure and, and Israel changes with him. And he is the one that anoints the first king too. That's a big change. So we've got here a great, great man of God, one of the great men of God in the Bible, Samuel, and a great example for us. And we're gonna now journey with Samuel in the next 21 chapters or so, up until when he dies. And then we're gonna journey after that with Nathan and Gad. So Lord, I wanna thank you for Samuel. I thank you that he's given us an example of someone who says to you, speak Lord, for your servant is listening. And Lord, I ask you to help us to adopt that into our life. Help us to have a lifestyle of saying that to you. Lord, we want to hear your voice. And so today, I, along with everyone who's listening to this video, we say to you, Lord, speak, for we're listening. We want to know what you have to say. Lord, we don't want the word of the Lord to be rare. We want it to be precious, but not rare. And so, Father, I ask you to, to let your voice be known to us, in Jesus' name, amen.